So, me and Warren, as you know, we're actually in Alicante, Spain for the next five weeks. All of these episodes right now are being recorded in Spain. So, I guess, Kevin, for those that don't really know who you are and kind of like what you do, I think give us a little bit of a background about who Kevin Cahill is. Cool. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me as well, boys. Obviously, we've been trying to do this for a little while, so it's good to finally get it sorted. Um, but yeah, little background on myself. So, things change for me a lot like in the last year but previously I was working in a Swiss investment bank as an analyst in wealth management that was for like five six years um but not wasn't really fully gonna commit long term to the corporate lifestyle so transitioned to kind of entrepreneurship and my own business last year um my main business being KC Capital so I kind of took the same uh sort of niche but moved it into my own direction i'm kind of helping people with their finances and investing uh nowadays through like a whole range of services also major travel enthusiast so i'm in thailand at the moment uh done a whole bunch of countries in the last year with my girlfriend who's also an entrepreneur so we're kind of doing up the digital nomad lifestyle um which beats being in ireland i can tell you that much <laughs> um bunch of other side hustles um but yeah that's probably the gist of it for now it's it yeah lovely stuff well first of all thanks for coming on the podcast kevin and we've been waiting a long time for this it's uh cool to finally have you here it's interesting to hear you know your background with banking and the way you've moved from swiss bank to your own business to now digital nomad and having a, a lot of different income streams one thing i'm interested in though is you know with the lifestyle of you know working in banking and the more corporate world because obviously myself and josh could have gone straight into sdo roles but now we're kind of working you know the not so corporate side of things or you know we're, we have freedom to travel we don't have to go into an office but we're still working basically the same job what has been the i suppose if you can tell us a bit more into the banking and how you how that experience was for yourself yeah of course um so you kind of actually touched on it a little bit there like obviously working in like a corporate environment like that it's a lot more rigid, um, especially compared to like the digital nomad sort of lifestyle. Uh, although they are like, due to COVID and things, they are starting to kind of make it more um, better in terms of like work-life balance. Like you can do a couple of days from home and stuff, but they still generally expect you in the office minimum like three days a week. Um, Generally, like for me, I spent quite a lot of my time in the bank working in wealth management, so one specific division. Um, so there was a lot of like regularity, working on similar projects um, all the time. Whereas obviously now I'm like barely living in the same place for more than a month. 
and there's always seems to be like a new business or income stream every other month as well coming up and so it's been a big change uh i'll be honest like the corporate side of things kind of just came about um straight after university so funnily enough like obviously this is called the dropout diaries but i did i did go to university and kind of ended up in my previous role from there but it's funny how we've kind of ended up although different niches like on similar paths regardless like i ended up taking doing going the entrepreneurship route in the end regardless yeah and i guess in terms of like you've obviously said that you you went to college to get into banking which is like you know obviously you need to do finance in college i'm guessing that's what you did before you can be able to actually have that experience to kind of go online so in terms of looking back like how do you feel like your college experience was and like obviously now that you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur do you ever think like you would have done the same thing yeah it's funny looking back because like the way that my own business and everything came about is from like largely from my experience in the bank like people trust me and they trust my like um experience and things like that so that like obviously my corporate role in wealth management helped with all of that but at the same time like i don't think had like had i started looking into being an entrepreneur or be or having like more side hustles and stuff during uh college i think i may not have ended up going down this route to be honest like my college experience was very much your typical Irish college experience, I think, where I didn't re- necessarily know exactly what I what was I wanted to do. So the course I did was like business finance mixed with computers. So business information systems is called. And th- the main reason was that I was just told that it's really employable and you'll get like get good paying jobs and stuff after, which to be fair was true. Um, but I ended up just doing like the whole internship during college graduate program in finished graduate program into into full-time job so it was very much like kind of the typical route that like your parents and that expect if i could go back now like i'd definitely be working on side hustles and things alongside college a little bit to kind of put myself ahead and would have definitely started probably my own business along a long time ago but i didn't really have the initiative at the time to be honest yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So I suppose, you know, we're, we're obviously called the Dropout Diaries, um, but we like to, I suppose, not limit ourselves to get the, oh, you want to ask a question? No, no, I said, I was saying, did that answer your question? But I assume I did, so carry on. Oh, yeah, 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 that, that answered the question well. Yeah. Um, I was just touching base on like, you know, obviously we're called the Dropout Diaries, but we, we love getting like the, you know, opposite side of things, a different perspective of people who've gone through the college route done the four years, got told that you'd become employable, be able to get all these jobs, which you did, but that wasn't enough for yourself in your own words. So even switching across to, you know, entrepreneurship, side hustles, traveling as well, it's not often that you do see that because, you know, the typical route is, you know, secondary school, college, into a good job, 40 years, there you go, done and dushed. <laughs> and, now, and now it's cool to see that you've like transitioned over. And I suppose, do you think that the skills that you did learn from, the finance degree really helped alongside starting up KC Capital? Or do you think that that could have been skipped entirely? Uh, so in terms of like actual content that I took from my university course and my college college degree, I don't think 
I don't think um a lot of that was actually applicable right now being honest like I didn't have the best attendance in lectures and um a lot of the stuff just was theory and not even applicable to really my corporate job to be honest I, I would say like the corporate work was helped me way more because obviously I was an analyst but I would have done like project management management roles and things like that and that that sort of stuff is super applicable to having your own business um but also there was so little of like the finance things and entrepreneurship side of stuff and having your own company taught in my course which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me um also i think like um people think you know or pa our parents think anyway that like you go to university you're coming out in a couple of years and you're like set set for life with your good job like that isn't necessarily the case at all like you're probably coming out after three or four years in a cash deficit and there's people that you know have been making money consistently through their own businesses um what the whole time you were kind of in uni so you do come come out on the back foot for really um so i'm not it's not like i'm for or against it necessarily i think like it's a good option for people that don't know what they don't they, if they don't know what to do um and they maybe don't have the initiative or drive to kind of start their own business from scratch um it's it can be a, almost a good delay tactic and it kind of worked out nicely for me but i don't think it works out so nicely for um a lot of the majority being honest yeah i think like that's a really good observation because i'm also the same like i've always said i'm not for or against because you can't just drop out of college without knowing like what you want to do like you don't just drop out and then like that's just like the magic to being an entrepreneur like you do need to like kind of have an idea and an energy of what you, you wanted to do. So for you, it's kind of like hindsight is great. Like looking back with what you know now, yeah, like obviously I would have like maybe not did it, but you didn't have that knowledge at the time. So you can't really shoot yourself in the foot for that because I think a lot of people always think like, you know, it's too late or if they go through college, you know, they can't get their business or do entrepreneurship or they're stressing. But Kevin is a real testament to that. Like you can go through college, like literally not know what you wanted to do, end up just in a job and still come out on the other side and find what you want to do. As long as you have that that mindset and the goal that you know yourself eventually, you want to do something for yourself inside a business. When you do find that field, you can get into it. So I think it's really cool to see that that option is still there for people. And it's never too late because I think most people think if they go through their degree and everything, it's too late. Yeah, definitely. And I think like also... There's a lot of people that'll just kind of coast through the uni or college kind of couple of years and not really do. Sorry, not really do more than they kind of have to, you know. Um, but the thing is, like, I think there's some statistics, something like seventy percent or seventy-five percent of people that uh, go to university or college, they do end up. Um, somewhat successful through like the nine to five sort of route which i kind of think is the easy way out um it's also a bit a bit more the kind of the slow lane but at the same time like there is only a much smaller majority that make it through with their own business ventures um like social media does kind of make the nine to five thing nowadays look unappealing but for a lot of people it does work 
I just kind of prefer the flexibility, I think, of having your own um, business and being able to work your own hours and things. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I def- definitely agree with you in terms of, you know, business isn't for everyone. You know, if you just drop out, it's, uh, you know, that's, I suppose that's a beginning step. But, you know, if you don't have a plan and if you don't know what you're doing, um, it's definitely most likely going to lead to failure. But I suppose with that, in terms of yourself, you know, obviously you were working in wealth management from talking with Josh. Um, I think I remember Josh saying that you technically, you know, you've reached kind of financial freedom. Now you're you're traveling, you're, I suppose, location independence and he said that you changed or got a portfolio from zero to 100k was that after one year or two years how did you even you know manage that well yeah it was that so it was actually from 10 and 10 15k to uh just over six figures basically and it was like 18 months um and a lot of that was through obviously bringing in a lot of cash but just uh, reinvesting it essentially um so obviously one big thing that i help people with is like uh investments in their investment portfolios um so a lot of that is through my own experience but also obviously with the experience in wealth management although that's like on a much larger scale so like anyone that was working as anyone that was a client in the bank for us was kind of more in like the millions billions so it's a kind of a different scale but it's um been good to be able to like use my own experience and kind of build my own portfolio uh up to a point that will eventually kind of reach those levels and that's what i'm trying to kind of help people to do because not a lot of people know what to do when they initially get money especially when uh if they're young and stuff they start making a lot of money people make like 10k months um from their businesses but they may not necessarily end up with any of that at the end of it you know so that's kind of what i've try to do or help people with with casey capital is show them how to grow and manage their money like effectively essentially and also if you already have money like there is the wealth management aspect of it like i can help people to diversify their portfolios and things right that, that makes a lot of sense because like, obviously i'm kind of a, i suppose i would label myself as a beginner in the investment space you know five figures nothing i suppose too huge but obviously it's just going to compound over time but i know the first 100k you know is is the hardest and i'm sure you'll probably say that as well and um, so going from like 10k to 100k in 18 months either the business was going really well or you're selling crack on the side of the street so <laughs> i'm hopefully leaning to more towards with the business doing well but uh, can you even walk us through that because like even though myself and a lot of my friends are into investing as well and building I suppose portfolios that's one thing i'm personally interested in in terms of how did you was it just i suppose putting as much in as possible and letting that just invest or were you living at the same time so to be honest that uh, 10k to over 100s in 18 months like that was during majoritively during my um full-time employment so whilst i was working in the investment bank um so like a lot it was basically running my nine to five salary into my investments um so like it actually it's funny because a lot of people will say like oh you won't get rich like from a nine to five but if you kind of go about it the right way then it is definitely possible and if you're actually investing your money of course um but yeah so like in terms of the building investment portfolios like that's something that is kind of like my expertise i would say like generally what i teach people is 
the basics of like personal finance and I have like a lot of like mentorship students nowadays where I'll teach them all the basics as to how to sort out their finances so that they know what they have available to invest every month and then like financial planning and investment planning and then just kind of doing like risk um, assessments and things like that to kind of find out what's uh, suitable in terms of investments for this person starting with all the basic stuff so uh, index funds um, using up your tax-free allowances and stuff things like that and then kind of graduating to some more alternative stuff and riskier stuff down the line when your like foundations are fully set up and um, so it's an interesting process taking people through all that as well actually um, and also people that haven't have investment portfolios and are really well diversified finding something new for them and growing their money in a different way or finding the kind of weakness in their portfolios is another thing that i kind of tend to do so like not everyone is obviously a beginner um or just starting out sort of thing so it's cool working with all the different kinds of portfolios to be honest so tom let's say we had a you know a college student that's listening right now and you know, you've got a little job working at the side um, and they're like, hey, I want to like start to invest and save money and, you know, build up a portfolio. What advice would you give to them right now? Uh, so firstly, I think like income creation is, a, is the initial first step. Like if they're making enough money from their uh, side job or part-time job um, to be able to like, over all of their expenses um, get like an emergency fund together um, kind of just set up all their financial foundations then they can start to like look into different investments and things um, but what I would say is initially when you don't really feel like you have a lot a lot of spare capital or disposable income to, to invest then your main priority should be uh, income creation and setting up setting up new um, sources of income or scaling the source of income that you already have um and like what i generally tell people and what i do with a lot of my mentees who are looking to create more money is like take a list of high income uh skills and learn something out of that group and once you kind of get the hang of it it'll very quickly become like a high income uh for you and not just a skill um and also, if you can do something that you're actually passionate about on the side, it makes it a lot easier to do a side hustle alongside your uh, uni or your part-time job. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I suppose that's one thing that we've been preaching since, you know, our first podcast. Um, I suppose it goes back to the old saying of people will only believe you if you have the criteria behind it or if you have the evidence as well. So one thing we always said was, you know, instead of focusing on, you know, trying to make, you know, crypto 10x and, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're at the making loads of money. You should focus on bringing in like a high income skill where myself and Josh in particular, you know, focused in on sales and try to improve there. And we've got to where we are so far. So like, I think we definitely agree with you in terms of, you know, having a high income skill there before, you know, you try to splash it all on, I don't know, dink doink coin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, lose all your money. So I suppose with that, in terms of, you know, I'm interested in, <laughs> in your, I suppose, financial mentorships with KC Capital. Um, how has that been going for you over the past two years? Have you seen good success? Um, how has the business been going? Yeah, so business is good. I mean, I'm still in first in our first year. I haven't even reached like a year mark of doing it on my own yet. 
um and we only really i only really started with the proper mentorship program and things in the last couple of months but everyone that i have on board at the moment is doing really well i think like even a lot of the basics and stuff at the beginning or basics for me um are eye-opening for like a lot of people that haven't really like learned any of this stuff in school or anything um so it has been going really well actually the only thing i'm kind of finding from the mentorship side of things is that like spending time uh, or that much time one-on-one -on -one with people is quite um time consuming and obviously being in thailand at the moment like the time difference is a bit uh sticky like we're seven hours ahead so like a lot of my uh calls and stuff are in the evenings so that's one thing about like the whole location um independence like it can get a bit difficult as well if you are abroad and most of your market is in, or your clients are in the uk or ireland um, but overall, to be honest, business has been going well. We've also got my like subscription memberships. So like a lot of people that are just starting out will opt for my Patreon as, oppo as opposed to like my direct calls or the mentorship package because, well, it's a, it's a cheaper way of getting um, my time. Uh, you're still getting a lot of the content. Um, it's all like articles and audiobooks of me explaining from kind of start to finish like how to get your investments and your finances kind of sorted and probably going to be more digital content and courses and things like that in the future as well for people because like nowadays nowadays one thing i found is that like the young people in particular they don't often want the mentorship um or they don't want the one-on-one -on -one contacts like they just want to consume something online and learn that way you know so i think Although business is good right now, looking to kind of add a bit more um, products, I guess, in the future or in the coming months, really. Um, but yeah, good overall. I can't complain. I've seen some good things from you guys as well in, in terms of the sales. It looks like it's, it's been a good start of the year. Yeah, thanks very much. And I guess in terms of like um, side hustles, though, because you touch on it a lot, I think I know that's one of the things you help people do is to create some side hustles so that they can be able to bring their income up. I know one of your favorite ones, one of your, your newer ones that you really, really like that um, I saw from, you know, the richest man in Babylon as well is peer-to-peer -peer loans. So tell us a bit more about that and some other um, also um, side hustles that you're interested in too and you, you help your clients to set up. Yeah, so no, no worries. So interestingly, like I've, I kind of think that there's, there's obviously side hustles and then there is things like peer-to-peer -peer lending which i consider to be more of like an investment or like passive income basically um so if anyone isn't aware like peer-to-peer -peer lending is just a loan between two entities um you essentially act as the bank and loan out your money uh to like investors or property developers for example in exchange for returns so i consider that like a completely passive income like i loan quite a lot of my money out for fixed rates and fixed periods and it, it makes money for me but i consider that more of like an investment rather than a side hustle so like in terms of my side hustles then which i consider more like active incomes obviously i've got kc capital that's my main business that comes with its own side hustles or side incomes which for example like affiliate marketing is quite a big thing for me because a lot of the services that i help people with whether it's like 
reducing the cost of their insurance, uh, reducing their bills, making making savings for people. Um, investments, when people are starting to get invested, generally I have really good partnerships for all of that stuff. And a lot of the time I'll get affiliate bonuses for things. Also with the travel stuff, probably going to be building out all that into like travel content and affiliate marketing as well on that front. I also do some freelance web development on the side. So we talked about like high income skills. I basically learned how to make websites from my girlfriend in the last year. And I know that like if I ever wanted uh, some extra money for an investment or some extra money for some luxuries or something when I'm traveling, I know all I really need to do is do a website or two and like you're talking four figures per website. Some of them are quite basic. Um, it's handy just to have these side hustles to boost your income if you ever need any months um and that's kind of that's kind of more the active side of things then obviously there's a lot more in terms of passive incomes um obviously we mentioned the peer-to-peer i can go into a few of the others um i've also <laughs> sorry it actually seems like quite a lot but in terms of side hustles but being out in Thailand now as well, we've literally just, um, me and myself and my partner have just set up a cannabis cafe as well. But I think that's probably going to end up being more of like a full-time business rather than like a side hustle as well. Um, but it's exciting times for sure. Yeah, exciting times. It's it's funny, like, um, like you said, uh, side hustles, making a couple of websites, but it's in the four figures. <laughs> It, it's interesting to see like you know the different avenues that you got one of them that um i didn't even know was uh you know lending out your money fixed incomes um or fixed returns even nearly like an investment and then you have different incomes coming in from the business different partnerships affiliate marketing and i think one thing that like you can take from all that is like with all of those extra streams it gives you the access to you know be a digital nomad and live over in thailand and see the world with your girlfriend who's also an entrepreneur as you mentioned so I suppose with that, like, I'm curious to know what is life like as a digital nomad for, if you are to ex- explain as if you're a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old in Ireland, you know, maybe you're looking to get into this and travel the world. What would be, what would be life like for Kevin Kale as a digital nomad? Yeah, so the, I'll be honest with you, it's it's pretty good. I can't really complain. <laughs> um, one thing I'd say is like, it's possible kind of for anyone. Like, if you can maybe earn one to two k consistently per month, you can afford to live in the likes of Thailand or a, a similar country in Asia for extremely cheap. And like, what would the sort of income like one two k a month that wouldn't necessarily fund a, a good lifestyle for you at home can like have you living the dream out here basically um meals for like one pound uh, places to work beaches like that your off time is like your best time when you're not actually working like there's so much to do when you're living in paradise so i'd encourage anyone to kind of look at doing it to be honest 
Um, even though I think a lot of people are hesitant, especially when they're young. That's interesting that you say like, you can literally like eat meals for like one pound. I was literally th- talking to someone that I know that's in Colombia right now. And he was saying the same thing. He said that like, to get an Uber, like you could go from like one side of the city to the other side of the city and it would be like $2 for an Uber. So it's interesting because I feel like a lot of young people don't realize that like, even as, no matter how hard they work, even as hard as they do, we're actually in a disadvantaged area in terms of how much money we lose in our youth. And I think it's so important in, in your young days to be in an environment where you can be able to save money and you're not spending money on like stupid things like rent. Like the reason we came out here to Alicante is like, you know, if I decided to, you know, leave home and spend 600 euro in Ireland, I may be lucky to get a bed in somebody's attic and they maybe <laughs> might let me use their bathroom if I give them an extra 50 euro a week. While <laughs> over here with 600 euro, you know, we can get ourselves a full apartment in a warm country as well. So a lot of people don't realize that in Ireland, like you do really need to get out as soon as you can because we're one of the most expensive cities with Dublin in, in Europe, paying so much in rent, so much in diesel, so much in food prices, you know, like, just it's it's just insane and they're just losing so much money and it's really sad to see people working hard and it doesn't even make a dent in their lifestyle and even with leo varadkar saying that um you know if a young person thinks that they can make money while living abroad they're a fool (laughs) just trying to just try to stop people from going abroad which you know it nearly has like the adverse effect where if people are told to do something they're going to do the opposite so if you tell people to say they'll be more inclined to leave just like with you know you letting uh, or telling younger people that you know maybe a mentorship would be better off, but they just want to consume content. They just want to go over all the, I suppose, the content that you have there instead of having them one on ones. Whereas you know, so people of an older generation really appreciate the one on ones because I suppose with young people, do we know any different? Really, it's all it's all been completely digitalized. Hmm. It's all been on PDFs. It's all been on Google Drives. Um, but it's very interesting to hear your, I suppose, insight into digital nomad and your best. You're basically, I suppose your recommendation to get out as soon as possible. But at the same time, it's not for everyone. As you know, if you ever go to Portugal and it's 4 a.m. in the morning, definitely take that to your Uber or you'll get robbed. So, <laughs> <laughs> not, not from experience. That, that, that is not from experience because my mom or dad might be listening to this. <laughs> but um, I guess then, Kevin, as well, then, what are kind of like your goals for the rest of the, this year? You know, we're obviously still in January. It feels like we've been in this year for like three months already. It's been so busy. But what are kind of your goals, like business-wise, income-wise, lifestyle-wise? I know you're also really heavy getting into the content like we all are. So we're all going to take over the internet this year as well. Yeah, for sure. Just like on what you both touched on there for a sec. Like, I think with the younger people in particular, um... Like it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to move out to Asia and drop everything like me, you know, like, um, there's the, like for you guys, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure moving to Spain was, um, an easy enough transition, you know, for the last six months or whatever. And I think people just don't understand. They're all like, they're always messaging me saying things like, um, oh, how do I do what you did? How do I move abroad and like work? remotely and things like that at the end of the day if you're making income and you're making income online you can move anywhere and like being able to earn a uk or an irish salary and live in a country where the cost of living is so low is like so underrated you don't need to make as much money as you would anywhere else and you can live such a better lifestyle 
um it's funny as well you mentioned the ubers because like and colombia in particular because i did a stint in colombia a couple of years ago and uber actually like operates illegally in colombia you actually if you get into an uber in colombia they'll generally tell you to sit in the front and pretend you're like they're amigo because um they're not supposed to be using it which is funny enough um but in terms of goals and that for the year um so more the same being honest looking to scale with casey capital um got like courses and things coming out at some point so as i said like more digital content and more of my um kind of information expertise but in like different formats um the the cannabis cafe obviously we just oh, we're looking to open in the next couple of weeks still quite a lot of sort sorting out to do on the inside of that but um that should be sorted and open and hopefully earning profits within the next few months uh there's no telling really how far that'll go like the cannabis industry in in thailand is expected to be like multi-billions in the next couple of years so sky is the limit on that one really um and yeah more of the same i want to help a lot more people kind of get started and sort out their finances and kind of start taking a leap into investing it's, it's one thing i've found difficult is just getting people to uh kind of trust in the process and actually start to invest the money irish people in particular like a lot of the older generation they just don't um they don't really understand it and it makes them hesitant they're like we're kind of told from early to like force the saving saving your money in the bank always but like that'll absolutely kill you with inflation nowadays and funnily enough like I've, i have my parents and all doing the peer-to-peer loans with it with their like retirement packages like so um, it is possible anyone can go and get started and that's something i just encourage people to start um looking into or even just like drop me a message book a free call um and yeah more work i guess and more play yeah that, that that sounds cool in terms of um you know your parents doing the same thing following the same footsteps and a lot of people i suppose interested like a lot of people are interested in how you got to there but they don't see a lot of you know the hard work behind the scenes i'm sure you did a lot of I suppose research into it and um, but I suppose even with the you know looking into the cannabis shop and that being a booming business in I suppose Thailand you know one of the main questions that we I suppose wrap up a podcast is you know I suppose I'm sure you, I hope you're not opening the the cafe just you know maybe have a few extra smokes out the back now but <laughs> <laughs> you know with that you know one, one thing we want to I suppose pick apart with anybody who we do talk about is in your own words, and you can be very, I suppose, self-analytical with this question in terms of what do you think was the best and the worst character trait that helped, or I suppose, helped and slowed you down from getting from getting to you to where you wanted in terms of success. Uh, that's a good question. To be fair, um, obviously, with the cannabis stuff, like <laughs> to be honest, it, it it is looking pretty profitable already, even though we haven't opened. Um, so it's definitely not just it's definitely not just for the few couple of smokes out the back. <laughs> um, although, you know, you do have to sample your own products as well. <laughs> um, in terms of characteristics that probably held me back is more more just like ambition and not believing that like, I could start a business, I think. Um, as I said, I kind of did just follow uh, the typical route in my earlier, earlier 20s and... I think just 
not caring as well what people think like i think a lot of people just care too much about what other people think and they don't necessarily post on like social media and that whereas um once you kind of stop and stop caring and just kind of do do your own thing or whatever you're passionate about it makes like the world difference and your life will literally change in six months to a year um quickly to be honest just get get after it if you have a plan or if you have an ambition and not really care about what people think i think that's probably one of the major things i would say yeah well i think ambition that you covered there and obviously you're one that like you didn't realize you know everything at the at the youngest of age because everybody has this illusion that to be an entrepreneur you know you have to have, like started at like 16 and like sold sweets in school and <laughs> you know you had to have your own shoe reselling business at 18 and then you flip the money into crypto and like everyone just wants the beautiful story and at the end of the day there's been many guys that like at that age are probably doing business and now kevin is like waves ahead of him ahead of them so like you know it's just a testament to show that like it's just about putting the foot ahead and keeping that ambition but um, thanks so much for coming on, Kev. I know like one part of, of your thing that we didn't really get to touch on is like the metaphysical stuff that you're kind of into as well. And um, that type of stuff that we talked about in the last episode with Sean and the boys. So maybe we'd have a little short part two in the future, like a 15 minute episode where we'll just dive a little bit into that as well. Um, because I think it's a really, really interesting topic as well. But thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, hopefully you keep on enjoying your one pound meals in <laughs> Thailand and we'll keep enjoying our one pound 50 for a can of beans over here in Europe. <laughs> yeah, t- thanks for coming on, Kevin. I suppose I'm going to butt in before, you know, it has a seven second delay. But <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. It's super helpful, even an insight to, you know, where I am as well. Never mind people who'll be listening to this. So I appreciate the feedback and the gems that you put within this podcast. Well, thanks very much, guys. We'll see you guys very soon. And follow Kevin. We're going to have his socials in the bio as well. Reach out to him on Instagram as well. Booking a call with him. I'm also doing a bit of a mentorship with him. and He's helping me so much. So good luck. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you later, guys.